listening to episode 227 of the Ruby on Rails podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Daigle. Excited to be back. Uh, This week, I've invited Joel back. Uh, We talk a little bit about GraphQL and what he's up to and Patriot's Day, which is a really excellent Massachusetts-based holiday, but I guess everyone celebrates it. Um, But you can hear more about that in the the episode as well. Uh, Thanks, everyone who reached out. Uh, Apologies for a little bit of a wonky schedule, but I appreciate you sticking with me. Um, As always, you can message me on Twitter, um, at kdaigle, or you can shoot me an email kyledaigle at gmail.com. I'd love to hear what you think of the show, what you'd like to hear more of. Um, and I think we're going to have a new uh, guest co-host uh, on the next episode, which is going to be pretty excellent. So um, up to three folks hoping to get to four, and then we'll switch back to a weekly uh, weekly basis on this. So um, RailsConf is coming up still. Uh, excited about that. Uh, so if you're going to that, I'd love to hear uh, what you think we should talk about from the podcast or if we should interview anyone. If you see a really great talk or you hear a really interesting announcement, I'd love to hear more about that. So uh, again, hit me up on Twitter uh, or email and uh, we can uh, go from there. Uh, so now let's get to the chat with Joel. Uh, but before that, this episode of the Ruby on Rails podcast is brought to you in part by Rollbar. I'm excited to tell you a little bit about Rollbar. Uh, one of the frustrating things that we all deal with with errors are relying on our users to report errors, digging through log files, to debug issues. You have to do everything manually. But with Rollbar's error monitoring, you get the full stack trace, context, and user data to help you find and fix impactful errors super fast. You can also integrate Rollbar into your existing workflows. You can send your error alerts to things like Slack or HipChat, um, or you can automatically create new issues in Jira, Pivotal Tracker, and Trello. You can also add the Rollbar Ruby SDK as easy as gem install Rollbar and start tracking application errors in minutes. Uh, there are a couple cool features of the of Rollbar's Ruby gem. You can send request data for any rack framework, things like parameters, headers, session data, cookies. You can configure Rollbar's front-end JavaScript SDK without installing it manually. Uh, deep link your GitHub repos. That's a really cool feature. I really love it. Um, we also have a special offer for listeners. You can go to rollbar.com ruby sign up and get the bootstrap plan for free loved by developers at awesome companies like heroku twilio kayak zendesk twitch and more again you can go to rollbar.com ruby sign up and get the bootstrap plan for free you can also go visit rollbar at RailsConf on april 25th they'll be giving away free swag and product demos as well one last time, rollbar.com slash Ruby, sign up and get the Rollbar Bootstrap plan for free. Now, on to the show. So, Joel, what do you do on Patriot's Day? Since I'm not sure I'm going to talk to you before Patriot's Day. And I feel like this is a very important question to ask someone who lives in Boston. So Patriots Day is um, is also Marathon Monday. Yes, of of the Boston Marathon. <laughs> yes, the the uh, the New York Marathon is not held here. Um, <laughs> I I I will probably be split between doing actual work. Um, I thought and, it was like a federal holiday. No, it's a state holiday. Oh. It's I guess only, that makes more sense. Sorry. It's only a state it's only a state holiday and and I mean most places most places don't have it off, but I, if you live in Boston or in the general vicinity, 
there's absolutely no reason why your work should require you to try and make it into the office. Yeah. And um, one wrinkle in my personal situation is that I live on the marathon route. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I'm no matter what is normal or not, I'm in a bit of a bind, a little bit of a pickle there. Yeah. Uh, and if, the past few years, it, it hasn't even really been my choice because my son's daycare um, was closed. Uh, they are also on the marathon route. Uh, this year, however, uh, his daycare, his new daycare is open. So I'll probably spend some time out uh, watching very fit people run by me. <laughs> and it's my year. It's my, it's, my, it's my annual time to say, wow, that's really cool. I wonder if I could do that. And then <laughs> go back inside and have a beer. <laughs> yeah, I could do that. Yeah, <laughs> I could do that so good. <laughs> yeah, it's every year during the race. It's like, wow, that's amazing. Those people are I respect and admire, and I wish I could do that. And then yeah. I let a long pregnant pause, and then the thought just leaves my head, <laughs> and and goes into hibernation for three hundred and sixty four days. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I, I love I love Marathon Monday. I love Patriots Day. I love that the Red Sox have a game at like eleven in the morning. Um, yeah, I feel like it's, it's just it's just capacity testing for Boston. It, Boston's like, can can we could we possibly get any other teams playing? Let's get the Celtics going in there too, yeah. just for no particular reason, just to see what the maximum capacity of this city is. Yeah, it, it, uh, St. Patrick's Day is like a dry run, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then we got Marathon Monday. It's it's I, I love it. I I love it just for the fact that it it's the first day where it actually roughly the first day around here where it actually starts feeling like spring. Sure. Um, like I could actually go outside and not wear a coat. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited for that. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll go outside. We'll hang out. Uh, maybe I'll try and do a little work, but that might be futile. <laughs> so, so we'll see just how successful we are with that. I don't, what, what about you, Kyle? What do you do on uh Patriots day? Patriots day. Uh, yeah. I, you, you mean Monday? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I wake up and I go to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's absolutely nothing fun that happens if you're not in Boston on that day. The only benefit of that was the year. Uh, it was recently uh, when, uh, didn't they like did, well, didn't, because of Boston I don't remember if it was because of the bombing which is kind of a, a, a sour note to bring up mm-hmm. but but they didn't they move the uh, like IRS tax day or something because it landed on the same day and like Boston was like nah mm-hmm. and like the IRS was like okay cool you get an extra couple days or whatever yeah they totally did I think right? that was last that might have been last year I want to say I feel like they were like well we can't do it on Patriots Day <laughs> yeah that's when the marathon happens there's no yeah. taxes on Marathon Day what are we savages I mean so thank you I appreciate that <laughs> yeah it was uh yeah we all. <laughs> As an independent uh, consultant, independent contractor, I very much appreciated that that note, that sentiment. So, excellent. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so uh, I haven't talked to you in a little bit. Mm. It's been, I think, a month or so, maybe roughly, uh, mm-hmm. since we last chatted. What's mm-hmm. What's been going on with Joel? Um. What so, new technical hijinks have you gotten yourself into <sighs> this time? Oh man. 
So have you heard of this GraphQL thing? I haven't. Please illuminate me. No, I, I've I've actually been hearing a lot a, a lot um, around it, and I've been meaning to kind of like check in on it. But um, the, as it was mentioned earlier today in uh, the Slack Slack team, we we both are in mm-hmm. that uh, the uh, Bike Shed podcast, uh, Derek and Sean and special guest Chris uh, over there at Bike Shed that we're talking about GraphQL and all the good stuff that. You can do with it that you can't do with the old school legacy crafty gross restful type of api stuff yeah rest is to ruby what (laughs) uh graphql is to elixir i think interesting from what i hear (laughs) that's what the cool kids are saying at least that's at least that's what the cool kids uh are saying but it's it's really it's compelling like i haven't really dug too far into it i mean i've I've heard you talk about it a bunch of times but um having worked on an ios app uh before that uh, talked to a uh rails backend a rest um restful ish uh backend i went through pains that i hear echoed in a lot of the reasons why people consider graphql to be so cool so it's definitely one of those things that I want to play with a little bit, um, especially now that I'm starting to rip apart a couple of apps into other services. So, um, kudos, kudos to the GraphQL group, and kudos to you for carrying that torch. And uh, yeah, uh, the, and they were, and Chris and and Sean and them were very, uh, um, and Derek were very complimentary of all the GraphQL goodness over there. So good work. Awesome. Yeah, I mean it's uh it's been uh it's been pretty fun. Um lots of people like GitHub working on it. So um so <laughs> to avoid to sound like this was my idea, my implementation and my everything, which is basically <laughs> the exact opposite of the truth. Uh, uh lots of folks have been working on it. But yeah, I mean it's been it's been interesting. It's also been kind of interesting to look at now that we have like engineers on our side using it and external people where people try to jam GraphQL where it doesn't belong. Mm. Like in my like opinion, you know, like rest became such a staple that like anytime you set an API, like no matter what it was being used for, you like did a quote unquote rest API. Mm -hmm. And I use like quote unquote as to mean that like a lot of APIs aren't actually restful. They just, you know, have resources via, you know, gets and like everyone said, look, it's rest. Um, It's not a hypermedia kind of like RESTful has certain uh, parameters that would make it fall into a actual RESTful. Yeah. Service, and I think right? it's just like things just sort of like got a little bit watered down over time and so on. And, but like it was it be, because it's so sort of generic, like a lot of people were kind of doing like RPC style stuff with REST, even though like, you know, they would call it a REST API. And so now that GraphQL's around, everyone's like, oh man, GraphQL is cool. Like, you know, I heard that really cool, smart guy that sounds really great on the Ruby on Rails podcast say that GraphQL was cool. <laughs> and uh, they're talking about you <laughs> and, uh, and and how we want to use it. And it's like it, the, the, the power in like the interesting part for me about GraphQL is essentially like where you don't control um, the use cases. You know, or you specifically choose not 
to want to control the use cases, um, you know, where you're either providing an API for integrators or like external parties, or you don't really want to be heavily involved in like, how are my people going to use this? I want to just sort of let them have the tools they need. Um, but in a lot of cases, like most, I would, I would probably honestly say most APIs that are primarily internal, like can get some benefit from GraphQL if, if it's used in the right sort of manner. But most of the time it's like, I just need to hit this endpoint and it just needs to do this thing or I need to hit this endpoint and it just needs to always return this like very specific payload that I need for this use case. Like that is totally okay. Like there is no reason to uh, sort of subject yourself to the GraphQL overhead of writing everything really performantly and typing everything out the right way. Like in my opinion, um, I, I think that GraphQL solves a lot of problems like extremely well, uh, but I also don't think it's like a, a, a drop in replacement for REST APIs. You know, I, I think it's something that you have to choose to sort of accept the complications of for the benefits. Um, and when you're not really sure if like you need a complete query language in order to get at the data that you want, you know, having 10 really well formed endpoints that give you exactly what you need for your mobile app, for your internal site, for whatever whatever is totally acceptable for me, you know? Um, I, I, like, I think, I think, I, I think because rest became such like, uh, overloaded term that they folks haven't really sort of thought through necessarily, uh, how it's being used right now yeah. or how they would like it to be used before just going, Oh man, I can get anything I want from GraphQL. Awesome. Like I'm going to jump over to that. Um, when, you know, just like an RPC call or something that looks like that would be totally fine. It's an interesting, it's an interesting balance. And uh, the, I mean, I think we've, I think we've talked before a, a little bit about this where, um, starting something out, you, you kind of, you kind of want it to be bad and kind of sloppy just to, to, figure out where you are just like kind of chisel away at, at the actual problem and 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 the the needs to see exactly what what it is that you're building like sometimes mm -hmm. you just don't like you have an idea but it, it it moves around so much and mutates so much that um you have no idea and graphql is an interesting um an interesting little paradigm where it could move with you and and kind of shape itself to fit the needs that you have at any particular time. Cause having worked the previous iOS app that I worked on, this thing moved and zigged and zagged so many times that I, we had to just kind of like throw bandaid upon bandaid on the API that we had, where yeah. it would have been nice if we had had something like GraphQL, I could have been like, Oh, well, we'll just, we'll change what we're looking for. We'll change the definitions and, and see, you know, expose the data that we actually need and just ask for it the way that we need it. But at the same time, you would need some working knowledge of, of GraphQL and how it works and, and how to move all that stuff around uh, in order yeah. to do it. So there's the institutional knowledge that you need in order to, to have the flexibility that um, something like that provides you. But um, if you're going to tinker with something like that upfront, with the hopes that oh this is going to be a, a bit of a panacea uh to allow us to do this like you know you don't know until you you have you feel that pain so if i had if i was still at that company i probably would have been like guys we've 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 gone through this rewrite this redesign three or four times now um we're going to do a hard shift in exactly how how this is going and i'd imagine that's a decision that you know, a, a, a lead developer or a CTO or a VP of engineering would, would probably make. But um, 
it's it's something that I think will probably end up you'll probably end up seeing or the anybody who works with GraphQL will probably end up seeing quite a bit when they start yeah. feeling those pains and say, you know what? I mean, GitHub is a is a perfect use case. It's a perfect candidate for for this type of stuff, considering how much people use uh, you know your API. Yeah, so, I think like the the thing that I'm actually um, I'm giving a talk at um, the Philly uh, ETE conference. I forget what it's called, like Enterprise Technology um, uh, conference that's coming up in a couple of weeks uh, in Philadelphia, Emerging Technology, um, and it's basically around that. It's like part of the reason why GraphQL has been so compelling from a provider standpoint is that we would like to make everyone use it. You know, like it, it sort of changes the way we look at our API instead of being this like completely separate thing that comes later. Um, and so for me, that's what makes it so interesting and valuable is that I can go to like the person working on the cool new feature at GitHub and say, here, use this. And then I can go to an integrator and say, here, use this. And it's the same thing. Like that's very compelling. And we're not having to sort of craft these like really perfect rest endpoints or whatever, you know, to, to kind of like make both parties happy. So for me, that's that's the really interesting part is like if we're if we're acknowledging that we're separating like in a fair uh in a fairly large way the people providing the data and the people consuming it like in a way where the people who work on the platform at github are not going to always know the complete context of like why are we building this new feature um which is just true at a company of our size like we want to give them something that they can use that has all the bits and pieces, the power, the flexibility, um, where that might not be necessary in a much smaller, um, you know, arrangement. Uh, but I mean, you know, I, I think, I think with any new technology, everyone's just gonna like jam it into a bunch of places and, you know, <laughs> figure out over time where it actually fits. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. You know, I think that's true for almost everything. And then yeah. you get the like the opposite backlash, the kind of like Rails doesn't scale backlash, you know? I love um, that one. Right. Well, it's like, you know, like one, it's not entirely true. Two, like every technology is about trade-offs ultimately. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm not saying like Rails doesn't scale or anything, but it's like you, you the thing that makes it powerful, you know, could be a detractor from other areas. And I think the same is true for GraphQL, right? Like being able to be like in Rails, like find user and you know emit via json <laughs> right <laughs> like that's right. very different than graphql and a lot yeah. faster uh but you also have a lot of complications um that are that's just different so uh i think i think it's going to be interesting to see over like the coming year um as things solidify on our end uh but it's it's been very cool like when you sent that article uh over uh from the folks uh at thoughtbot um i think it was right thoughtbot yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. just saying you know they had they had wrote something and used the api like those those pings are the coolest ones because it's like they saw the old API, they saw this new thing, they gave it a shot and it worked well for them. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's a much more interesting feedback loop in my opinion than the like, somebody saw Kyle talk, they went and tried it with the full context of Kyle's talk and it was cool. And now I want to use GraphQL too. Like for me, getting like the more organic feedback is really, really interesting. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Or, I, I, so it, it's interesting that this, this kind of ties into something that that I was I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, uh, Dan. Uh, Dan uh, is has been working with me on Truebox. He's he's one of the designers uh, um, working with me on Truebox, and we had this discussion about some of the stuff that that we have been using and kind of speaking to that organic 
discovery um, sort of feeling. Uh, he started playing with a CSS framework. Now we're kind of getting into Brian's territory here, so Brian, apologies for <laughs> stepping into your turf. Um, but we're, we're we're working on the dashboard side of of, of the Shoebox app, and he's like, you know what? Uh, just bear with me here. I'm gonna I'm gonna experiment with this new CSS framework. It's called Tachyons, and I'm like, okay, dude, whatever. You're the boss. You're the pro. I'm just gonna let you do your job, and um, I'm gonna stay out of your hair. And and he went and started it, and he's like, you know, I'm really liking this. And I'm like, great, cool. And he had to kind of disappear for a few weeks uh, to work on a client app and uh, a client project. And I went in there to to get some a bunch of features uh, uh, filled up, uh, filled out. And I was looking at this Tachyons project, and I'm like, oh Jesus, this is ugly i don't <laughs> like this at all it's really it's like it's a lot it's i guess that you could call it like a functional css uh framework which oh, is man. kind of which I'm, is kind of weird i'm in already <laughs> um so so it, it, it's like um you describe things down to its most basic core and you like um blocks or margins or padding or whatever like in the class names like short class names and you just stack class names on top of the elements and containers and all that and it kind of like uh, builds on top of itself so you look at the markup and it's like oh that's a class soup it's more like uh, throwing classes in a blender and and hitting puree and uh, I, I I didn't like that at first but then I started working with it and I'm I'm loving it like oh, yeah? it's really great yeah like it just kind of like oh things start clicking mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and you start figuring out the reasons why and things come together and there's this this i i want to chalk it up to a little bit of maturity to being able to like look at something and withhold judgment until i give it a fair shot and i'm proud of myself that i didn't just go to dan and, and ask him like what the bleep is this? <laughs> um, and, and and gave it a, a fair shake, and it, it worked out really, really well. So I, it, it's almost like things like GraphQL. I don't want to say that it's in the same boat, but it's it's one of those. Let's figure out what the promises are. Let's figure out what figure out what the trade-offs are, and give it a go. I think um, that it's like also like I, I I would say that I've noticed a lot like at least internally um just you know re- forgetting how expensive it is to learn something new. <laughs> you know, and like how uncomfortable it is to be told like hey, this is our new thing, like you're going to learn this thing because it's the way forward or whatever, you know. Uh and it's a very uncomfortable feeling to be like I could just bust this out in active record in two seconds mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, insert any analogy. Uh, and it's in it. I think it's something that we kind of forget about, especially as I would say we enter into um, our like, uh, oh, I'm trying to say like uh, your more senior years. Like, I don't know how else to describe <laughs> it. Like once you, once you've sort of gotten down the base of your craft pretty well, you know, mm-hmm. and you're in, and you feel very comfortable. I think it's easy just to forget that like 
the changes that are introduced into, say, Rails and Ruby tend to be iterative and, and relatively small over time. But to be like, here's this entirely new CSS framework, or here's GraphQL, or here's whatever that isn't so, um, you know, step by step, it's a mm -hmm. much bigger leap, um, isn't something that's very normal, at least at like a company like I'll just say like at GitHub, where like, you know, we've been using Rails and Ruby since forever, uh, you know, and, and we've been looking at basically the same thing for such a long time that uh, unlike people that are newer to programming that have no choice but to consistently learn lots of new things very quickly um, and, I, and I would imagine it's possible that the sort of uh, fear level or the or the uh, comfort with uncomfort uh, is just very different uh, than, than most of us that have so, sort of been doing it for a while. So I, I, I got to feel like that's a big part of it, too. You know, when you look at something really new, I feel like most people, the sort of immediate reaction is almost always like, Okay, this is this is horrible, you yeah. know. Uh, and and then over time, you either go, "Yep, I was totally right. This is absolutely horrible," or you know, or it sort of grows on you. And as you get more comfortable with it, or you get comfortable learning it, um, you know, it seems to be powerful. I just think that we are so used to being like, "Yeah, no, that's a hash," and now there's just this new, newer, prettier way to describe a hash, you know, or, or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's 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 an interesting inflection point with with any technology because everything is done already like that that's a large re so ruby and rails was was fun and like there were a lot of uh social and process um norms that were built up around the community that over the years so things like testing and things like uh idiomatic ruby and just like and rails and and mvc pattern and everything around that and that was fun and i you're seeing that sort of thing happen again and again with all these other technologies but you know where ruby and rails is right now is all the hard stuff all of the yeah. orms all yep. of the all of the frameworks so many frameworks and all that stuff has been iterated on so many times you get either new versions that are better coming out uh or or off not offshoots but kind of like a another take on on the same theme oh. or you have really wild interesting small things come up that you're like oh that's original wow that that itch that somebody needed to scratch is now being bubbled up to the surface because there's not an announcement for a new you know giant um plug rails plugin being announced every every day the the devices of the world are not being announced and taken up ruby weekly every week yeah now yeah. you're hearing about you know things like html email frameworks or <laughs> um you know things of that nature so it's an interesting time after that particular inflection point and you know so many people have moved on and they're building they're porting factory girls and test frameworks and all that stuff to go and elixir and javascript and all that stuff so um it's 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 a fun time still um to be working with what people would consider not the cool thing yeah anymore so, i've never wanted to be cool yeah you know what i th i you know one of the reasons i think i like you is because that for such a young guy you're such an old man <laughs> yeah i've never wanted to be cool i just want to go to bed like why are we going out this late it's already time to go to sleep <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, that that's me to a t uh, so 
Yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. Um, yeah, and uh, like I've I've said it a million times. Just having had enough time doing all this stuff, you 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 tend to perspective is a lot. There's a lot more clarity in sure. that perspective. So yeah, and it's fun being old and not cool. I admit it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I admit it. Yeah. Um, so you're doing a roadshow to Philly to talk about. Yeah, Gracchio. it's uh my only um known talk uh this year so far. Oh, you know what? I might not have ever said this on the podcast. I'm expecting child number two, uh, in July. Mm, um, also tough. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, I guess not. I we I don't know. We my wife is having another child. <laughs> yeah, does your wife know this? I know. Thing? <laughs> I, know. I, know I always screw that up, and everyone side eyes me, and I don't mean it. Uh, I don't mean to. Uh, uh, my family is growing by one. Uh, come July, Congrats. and so um. I've been trying to sort of front load a lot of this stuff uh, because I plan to be off for quite a bit uh, afterwards. And so, uh, yeah, going to Philly and uh, I was interested because like there's been a, a couple talks and uh, some of my um, coworkers are giving talks at like OzCon about our, our work in GraphQL. And I actually kind of wanted to give a like mo- slightly more managery talk, like how we chose GraphQL and how we've implemented it from like mm-hmm. a sort of organizational perspective and not necessarily a like, look, GraphQL is going to solve all your problems. You know, uh, thank goodness that GraphQL exists. It's more like, look, this is some cool stuff that GraphQL can do and here's where it shines. And then like, here's the hard part. (laughs) It's like spoiler alert, like training and spoiler alert, linting and spoiler alert, you know, all these other bits and pieces. And so, um, uh, it, it looks like a great conference. I've personally never been, but I know people that have, uh, and so if you're in the Philly area or uh, uh, going to be at that conference, uh, feel free to hit me up on Twitter. I'd love to meet you uh, at the conference or grab a grab a drink or a coffee or something. While I'm, uh, you're while I'm ruining my joke. I was going to say, just don't ask you to go out for a drink because you have to go to bed. <laughs> That's why I said a drink or coffee. I immediately regretted it. I was like, or a coffee because I will inevitably have that horrible child uh like wake up syndrome when I travel, you know, yeah. which is only quadruply horrible when I travel to San Francisco because, you know, that's uh, between the time change and my normal wake up hour of 6 a.m. because of n- n- no choice on my end. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I understand. I understand. Well, at least you go. I mean, it's not far. I mean, yeah. just hop on, hop on a plane in Bradley and then you're down in a half hour or so. Yeah, exactly. I kind of felt a little silly. They were like, how would you like to get here? And I was like, uh, I mean, a train sounds quaint, but I really enjoy a 30-minute flight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did it. I did it from here uh, several years ago. I gave a talk at the Philly Ruby Group, and it was like I, I blinked, and I was there. So yeah. it was a commute mostly. So um, anyway, what, what do you got for me? What do you got going on? Oh, my goodness. Um Lots and lots and lots of things. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, so um, uh, unpaid plug. <laughs> We're hiring. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, and so... Um, the, the platform group at GitHub, uh, we're, we're hiring a bunch of different uh, 
positions. Um, folks on my team, um, of which I know at least one podcast listener has uh, has sent in because uh, they mentioned it. But uh, the interface team is looking to hire people. The um, production engineering group is looking to hire. The data group is looking to hire. So um, a fair bit of work there. Most of the uh, most of the work that I'm uh, working on right now will be going uh, out around uh, GitHub Satellite Time, which is an event uh, in May in London. So if you are listening from uh, that side of the world, give it a look, GitHub Satellite, May 22nd. Uh, Again, I'd love to meet you there for a coffee or a tea or something that's really (laughs) early since my time zone problems are going to be really bad in that way. Uh, I'm going to miss you by a couple of weeks. I'm going to be there a couple of weeks. Oh, before no. That. Bummer. Yeah. 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 It's our first trip, our first trip over there. So. Oh, that's awesome. It would have been, it would have been nice to be there at the same time. But. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, most of my stuff right now has been besides like uh, um, some some interesting stuff with the GraphQL side of things, but most of it has been basically preparing for a couple different things going out at that event and then growing the team, which is a very interesting um a uh, very interesting process, uh, you know, to to get folks in and do that, do the whole interviewing uh, 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 process and, and everything else there. So most of my most of my uh, work right now is quite managery, to be to be honest. But that's not. I, like I mean, it. It, yeah, and that's <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. That's a whole other. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a whole other podcast. I'll tell yeah. you what. Yeah, that's several hours worth. Um, well. That's compelling. I hear GitHub. I hear good things. I hear they're going places. So I'm sure that uh, you'll have a few things coming in there. Oh, I feel like sure. every, everyone's hiring. So good luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> this is true. Uh, we do hire remote though, which is one which is one uh, benefit, as some folks still don't. But oh, I, yeah, I can. I speak guess not to that. some folks. Many folks still don't. Yeah, I I, the, I just. I can't work anywhere that's not remote at this point. I, I've, uh, it just wouldn't work for me. So I'm glad that I'm glad that you guys have that discipline down. So. Yeah, I mean, we do like so. Some teams like uh, a quick a quick foray. Like some teams are more quote unquote remote than others. And what I mean is that um, teams do get to define sort of how remote they would like to be and. Uh, essentially meaning how much time zone width or breadth they would like, if that makes sense. And so there are teams that have people that are on the same team, but are essentially opposite hours, you know, amongst and with people, many people in between. And then other teams uh, tend to move towards uh, uh, like a, a, a tighter time zone span so that the team generally is working, you know, four or five hours a day together, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so that can skew like, you know, um, uh, Eastern Europe to Western Europe, or it can skew like GMT to PST or whatever. But uh, we do sort of start to um, some teams rather, I should say, like, like for example, my team, uh, tend to pick uh, groups that are a little bit easier to work uh, together at the same time uh, because it is a it is I would say time zones are probably one of the most difficult parts of of a truly remote team um, and so to, to sort of make it slightly easier on everyone uh, we try to group people together that work in sort of similar things so that way the time zones aren't um, too difficult to work around but um, but yeah I mean we're still um, I want to say engineering is still something like 80% remote at github um, so it's music's still very my high. ears, man. Music's my ears. I think that's beautiful. <laughs> I think it's great. 
um, it, as long as people get, I'm always of the, of the philosophy that as long as everybody gets their job done and, and, um, is contributing as much as, as they are expected to, then it's yeah. all good. You work where you work where you need to work. Mm-hmm. Um, so, all right. Awesome. Yeah. Everybody work at GitHub. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, don't, I feel like you guys <laughs> employ about <laughs> 80 to 90% of all people who write Ruby. Remember the days. good old days where it was literally like 150%? <laughs> like it was like yeah. every week was like of a so-and-so named Ruby developer now works at GitHub. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know that that's entirely true anymore, but. Well, you no longer have the so-and-so as a GitHubber blog posts but uh you know when the when the tender loves and uh people of that ilk uh continue to to go over there i figure it's either you or heroku and that's about it um so in the ruby world but i'll take there it are, there are much worse things than that so all right joel what do you got going on in the next month um so uh, before, before we talk again so we can prepare ourselves yeah, so um, uh, this is the first time I'll mention it publicly, but I'm going to launch a new version of Shoebox in a couple weeks. Um, so that that redesign will go out the door um, in a couple weeks. We're doing a, a very heads-down um, effort there, uh, getting all our ducks in a row. So uh, I've been doing a lot of planning around that. Um, it's a busy month. Uh, Patriot's Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just closing the circle there. Uh, that's coming up, and uh, then in a month from today, my wife and I will be in London um, for a little short vacation, our first vacation in a long time. I was gonna say with the with the little dude or Sans little dude. Ooh. He will be he will be he will be at my in laws. Uh, he'll be with grandma and grandpa. He'll be with two grandmas and grandpa. Awesome. Um, so that'll that'll be that'll be fun. Um, and the two dogs will be there too, so the entire family is going to be dropped off over there, over there. But yeah, it'll 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 be a busy month, and then next month probably when next time we talk, um, I'll be looking to maybe bump up the shoebox team by one um, a little bit. I might bring on some contractors uh, for that, so that should be an interesting. Speaking of time zones. Um, <laughs> So uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, awesome. I have stuff to talk about there, but looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, you've got a man. You got a lot to get in before. I know summertime. I know. I got a thing to do over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No kidding. <laughs> All right, Joel. Talk in a couple of weeks. All right, buddy. Take care. Bye. That's it. Uh, in the next episode, I'll be bringing on a new guest co-host. Pretty excited about that. Otherwise, you can follow me at KDagle on Twitter. If you have any questions or want to hear something on the show, uh, feel free to hit me up there. Until next time. Bye.